Blog Talk Radio. Tonight's show is dedicated to the loving memory of Terrence Fields, a.k.a. Kamarian Bonet Sanchez, a young man in Atlanta, Georgia, who lost his life tragically on January 30th. Let's all pray for his family and friends affected by the sudden loss, and let's honor him with a moment of silence, please. Thank you. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. So thank you guys so very much for always staying tuned and in tune to the talk with Micah and friends. Thanks to all of you who actually have subscribed via iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, as well as HipCast.com. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who actually tuned in live on last week. We actually had about 52 callers to tune into the Raw and Uncut show, the tea edition with six transgendered ladies. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And up to this point, to this particular date in time, we've had about 7,000 streams just on last week's episode, okay? So that's definitely a blowout. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I definitely appreciate the love. And, you know, like I said, it's been our biggest episode to date, so thank you so very much. Well, guys, I'm not going to hold it any longer because I know you guys are ready for me to say it. It is now time for the Free and Clear, Free and Clear, Free and clear segment. Wait a minute, something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Talking about how she can make it right. Yeah. Yes, thank you for always staying tuned and in tune to the free and clear segment. All right, do I have some announcements for you guys? <laughs> yes, I do. So where should I start? Where should I start? Okay, I'll start here. February 15th, 12 p.m. at the Pinch. That's going to be at 3548 4th Street Northwest in Washington, D.C. A drag brunch will be happening. That's right, a drag brunch hosted by Christina Kelly and the Glamour Girls. They'll have $5 mimosas and $5 screwdrivers. I've never had a screwdriver, um, or maybe I have. Uh, $5 mimosas and $5 screwdrivers. I just realized what it was. Okay, but um, I think that's actually going to be um, pretty nice. Pretty nice. I may have to attend, all right? The 7th Annual Miss Large and Lovely National Pageant will be held Monday, February 17, 2014 in the Footlight Theater at the Parliament House at 8 p.m. Honoring Daphne Ferraro, Miss Large and Lovely 2013. The winner shall receive $3,000 in cash plus crown, sash, and a photo shoot. All right. Again, that is the 7th Annual Miss Large and Lovely National Pageant Monday, February 17, 2014. Dips presents 
fairy tale and fantasy, Mr. and Miss Dumar International honoring Damani Hard Dickinson and Giselle Barbie Royale. That will be held February 23, 2014. Registration will be at 1 p.m. And the system is actually celebrating 15 years of excellence. Categories to include presentation, male, creative, black, female, creative, white, talent, sportswear, gown, formal wear, top five, question and answer. Entry fee is $200. Winner receives $1,000. First runner-up. 400 and second runner up gets your entry fee back. That's $200, baby. All right. Okay. All right. I think I have some special announcements for you guys. Are you ready for the special announcements? I think you are. I think you are. First special announcement. There's a guy that actually lives in Atlanta, Georgia, who I adore. Um, he uh, is a fine dancer, um, and I think that he, you know, you guys should go out and support him as well as get your, um, you know, get your dancing shoes on, Okay. So Tuesday, he actually has a class at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be at Gotta Dance in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Tuesday, 6.30 is the burlesque night. Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. is the beginner hip-hop. Thursday at 7.30 p.m. is the advanced hip-hop, okay? He actually does burlesque parties, um, private parties, um, bachelorette, bachelor parties, birthdays, anniversaries, all that good stuff. His name is Lyric London. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lyric London, and that's L-Y-R-I-K, London, L-O-N-D-O-N. You can also email him for more information. That's lyric.london at yahoo.com, baby. Okay? All right. Okay, what do we have next? What do we have next? Oh, yes, I want to shout out two um, individuals who are doing fine work in the community. They are African-American, um, of course, but uh, they're African-American LGBTQ men, all right? One of, you, one of them you actually may know, and his name is Del Antonio. He actually has a book of poetry um, entitled Cupid's Got a Gun, Baby. Cupid's Got a Gun by Del Antonio. It's available at delantonio.com, and that's D-E-L-A-N-T-O-N-I-O.com, okay? And just to give you a little snippet or a little description, a person can only take so much, right? Everyone has a breaking point. Enough is enough. I could say a lot more, but what I want you guys to do is go and get the book, okay? Again, that's Cupid's Got a Gun by Del Antonio. Also, Gary, my good girlfriend, Miss Gary, I'm just saying, <laughs> my good friend, Gary, um, you also may know him as uh, Gia Tejour. I don't know if he's formally known as yet, but Gia Tejour, uh, he has a novel out. That's right, a novel, baby, okay, and it is titled Just Win. And the readers can actually purchase his novel by going either to Amazon.com or BarnesandNobleOK.com. Of course, you can, um, I'll post the uh, information on the uh, website or on the Facebook page to Talk With Mike and Friends so you'll be able to get more information as far as his website and, and things of that nature. Um, but I'll just give you a little snippet of what it's about, and then you guys can go out and purchase it, okay? Great, because I'm sure he doesn't mind sending you an invoice in the event you can't go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Off the heels of a failed relationship, small-town boy Tristan Smith decides a change of scenery is due. Armed with his new degree and a few bucks in his pocket, he moves to Atlanta, Georgia. Life has got to be better in Atlanta, right? Okay. Now, considering Atlanta is the black gay capital of America, Tristan finds he should have no problem fitting in. Unfortunately, Tristan finds out that big city, big cities, excuse me, comes with big problems, and that is definitely the case, okay? So think twice, 
All right? But, no, again, that's Gary Johnson, um, Just Win is the novel. Please go check him out. Again, I'll have our, our information posted on the Talk With Mike and Friends Facebook page for you to go out and cop that, all right? Well, next up is a candid and open conversation with four gay couples. That's right, four gay couples concerning keeping a successful relationship, okay, rising above the adversity, Okay, as well as the temptation within the LGBTQ lifestyle, all while getting into their business, baby, okay? So I want you guys to stay tuned and always stay tuned to the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Uh, hello, listeners. Thanks for always tuning in, as always, to the talk with Micah and friends. And, of course, yes, it's me, Micah. Um, I would like to welcome to the show four couples chosen at random um, to be a part of an open and honest discussion concerning relationships within the LGBTQ community. So who, we have, who do we have on the line? We have Miguel and Andreas of Nashville, Tennessee. Are you guys here? Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello. <laughs> we have Marcus and Adrian of Atlanta, Georgia. Are you guys here? Yes, we are. All right. Um, Matthew and Ricardo of Houston, Texas. Are you guys here? Yeah, we're here. We're, we're here. here. Good. And Wesley and Jermaine of Lafayette, Louisiana. Are you guys in the building? Yes, we are. Great, great, great. Well, welcome again, guys. I thank you all for being a part of the show. And to my listeners out there, once our questions or topics have been covered, I will open up the show for any questions that you guys may have for our guests this week. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. You know, I don't like to waste um, any more time than I've already had. But um, question number one, and I want everyone to actually respond on this, um, but I also will, you know, let you guys know, you know, who I want to go first and all that so it's not everybody talking at one time. Um, but question number one, um, I would like for each couple to provide us with how each of you met how many years you've been together, and what was the first thing that came to mind when you first saw the person that is now your partner? I'll repeat it again because I know that was a lot. I would like for each couple to provide us with how each of you met, how many years you've been together, and what was the first thing that came to mind when you first saw the person that is now your partner or and or lover. Um, and I'll start with, uh, start with Wesley and Jermaine, and then we'll go from there. Okay, um, how we actually met was on BGC, surprisingly. <laughs> um, it was three and a half, four years ago. Um, we were friends for a year, and we've been together for three years now. Um, when I first met him, um, it was actually, <laughs> we were we were actually going to hook up and we did. There was no sex involved, but there was other things involved. But um, when I met him, I knew that uh, 
I was interested in him more than a fling once I met him in person. And I was pretty persistent on that. <laughs> okay. Now, is this Wesley talking or Jermaine? This is Wesley, yeah. Okay, okay. And Jermaine, what was the first thing that came to your mind when you first saw him? <laughs> Where is he going with this bag? <laughs> you said what? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Where is he going with this bag? Because he came to my house with a whole bag. I didn't know, like, what he had in mind, like, what he wanted to do. Like, I just, like... <laughs> I like oh. I just had some clothes in the bag. <laughs> okay, some overnight clothes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You're prepared, you know, just in case. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Wesley and Jermaine, for meeting on BGC. Uh, next we have uh, <laughs> next, we, next we're going to have Matthew and Ricardo of Houston, Texas. Uh, well, hello again to everybody. Well, actually, uh, I was dancing for a queen at Miss National Sweetheart in Savannah, and so it was late night, the pageant was over, you know, everybody was full and everything, and just walking to my room, and Ricardo was walking the opposite way down the hall, and I just asked him where was he going, and he said to his room, and I said, no, he was coming to my room. Mm. He came to my room, and... I mean, we had passionate sex, and uh, we've been together ever since. <laughs> well, okay. The sex must have been that, that good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been six years, though, so, you know, I put it on them. That's good. All right. And, um, and, and, and Ricardo, uh, what was the first thing that came to mind when you first uh, saw um, Matthew? Uh-huh. I don't know. Something happened. You said something just happened? I don't hear any. I didn't hear anything. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So my question to you was, um, what was the first thing that came to mind when you first saw Matthew? I thought it was cute. And then, you know, I like, like God taller than me, and he was taller than me. So, you know, <laughs> he fit the criteria. <laughs> so, you know, I was intrigued. So, you know. We've been okay. Yeah. And going strong, I, I, I would definitely assume. Um, so, pageant. So you guys, so you guys met at. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. You guys met at a pageant. Um, you said National Sweetheart. I believe that I would. Was that when it was in Savannah? Yeah, yeah. Yes, when Cameron, my best friend, and uh, Mercedes Black won. Okay, all right. Um, you know, I have good memory. And uh, okay, so we're gonna go to now Marcus and Adrian. Of Atlanta, Georgia. Can you guys, you know, provide us with how you know each of you met, how many years you've been together, and what was the first thing that came to mind when you first saw the person listening on your partner? Okay, um, I met Marcus uh, off of BGC um, when uh, I first met him. Um, I was mesmerized by him. Um, he got out of the car, and I stared at him for a while, and I knew then that I was in love with this dude. Mm. Um, I actually just had to text him just to see what was up. And so finally we just went ahead and met up. And uh, that's how I fell in love with him. So we've been together for five years. This will be our sixth year together. Okay. Oh. All right. And, Marcus, what was the first thing that came to mind when you first saw him? I thought that boy was fine. Oh. 
Yeah. So that was so that was it. He was just fine. He was just fine. That's that's all I cared about at that point. <laughs> okay, but of course, as we see yeah. now, um, it, it was a little bit more to the story. Um, it was a little bit more yeah. than just him being fine. Great. Okay. That's interesting. That's always interesting to ask people that. Um, yeah. So now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marcus. I mean, after talking to him for that, what was it, three hours we stood outside? Talking in the parking lot at a Costco, I just, I fell in love. Like, I didn't want to leave that night. I didn't even want to leave it. Mm, and I do remember, if my memory serves correct, years ago, we actually went on a double date. Is that correct? We sure did. Uh-huh. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was my ex at the time. I don't know who that was. I can't even, I can't go back that far to figure out, but I... But I do know that we did go out on a movie uh, double date. Um, so, uh, last but certainly not least, we're going to go to Miguel and Andreas. Uh, so you guys can, you know, provide us with how each of you met and um, or how you guys met, how many years you've been together, and what was the first thing that came to mind when you saw your partner? Well, uh, we've been together going on three years. Uh, we actually met um, late night uh, off of Craigslist. <laughs> okay. So it changed, but um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's how we met, and okay. um, it was one of those late night tip things, and we just hit it off after that. Um, since it was on that late night tip, my first impression was basically he put it but it down right. Oh, okay. But, so nobody uh, shirt. Huh? Yeah. No, nobody we go to church together. <laughs> we go to church together. We just didn't meet. <laughs> I don't think anybody should be meeting at church. You should be focused on the Lord and the message. Okay. Um. So who was that speaking? Because I I haven't got used to your your voices yet. So who was that just speaking? Um, that was me, Miguel. Okay. So Andreas, uh, what was the first thing that you um? What was the first thing that came to mind when you first saw um Miguel? Well, when I first saw him that night, you know, I thought he was sexy as hell. Um, then I realized, you know, after a little situation with my car and he was helping me out under the street light, <laughs> I realized that we had met back in 2001, um, nearly 10 years ago, on college campus. And when I first saw him that night on co- and, um, on campus, you know, I thought he was a sexual shorty, and I wanted to do bad things to him. Mm. So I guess, you know, after 10 years, I got my wish. Wow. Okay. Cool. It's very interesting how you guys met. We got BGC. We got at a pageant. We got, we got another BGC, and we got Craigslist. But, hey, pe- people meet <laughs> in, in, in weird, you know, weird places or, you know, and, and I know that we had a conversation on the Ron and Cut show where, you know, some of them were saying, well, I don't really think that you could meet, you know, someone like a long-lasting partner on, you know, those social sites um, or or what have you. Even the person I'm dating or talking to now, um, we met on Facebook. I mean, I think that's, I don't know. Well, we met on Facebook, but we met on a social site. I'm not really social, um, despite what people may think. I'm really not social. So when I'm out, um, I'm just, you know, one directional. But it's very interesting how people meet. So I think um, when you guys have, uh, when you're focused on on a goal, when it comes down to relationships, with just making things work, um, it doesn't matter where you meet. Um, it just means that, you know, as long as you guys are putting in the work, that's really all that matters. So I'm going to go to um, the next question, um, and I'm going to give this to Matthew and Ricardo and Miguel and Andreas. <clears throat> and the question is, 
What do you feel is the biggest misconception when it pertains to gay relationships? What do you feel is the biggest misconception when it pertains to gay relationships? Um, Matthew and Ricardo, you guys can go first, and then we'll go to um, Miguel and Andrea. Uh, well, I mean, when you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is that gay relationships are just all about, uh, like fucking, and mm-hmm. it's just so much, it's just so much more. But I mean, straight people and gay people, they feel like homosexuality is just about getting fucked in the butt or something, and it mm-hmm. really throws me away when people feel like that because I'm I'm a human, you know, I have so many likes and dislikes and passions and stuff just like everybody else. So, right. You know, so much, we're, we're so much more than just that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, who, now, was that Matthew talking? Yeah. Okay, so, Ricardo, did you, did you, um, do you have maybe something to chime in on as far as what do you think is the biggest misconception? Right, just, just to add on to what he was saying, like, I feel like fundamentally, like, we have to be best friends. And I don't know if everybody feel like, you know, gay people could be as, you know, best friends and, you know, wouldn't do bad things to one another. So if anything, like, I feel like we last for so long because we're actually, like, best friends at the end of the day, regardless of anything. So, you know. I think, that, I think that's very important, um, actually. I had a conversation last, uh, was it last night or the night before. I'm sure he'll hit me up, the mystery man. I'm sure he'll hit me up and let me know. But I know we had a conversation in regards, or, you know, I told him that I really do think that um, not only just have a, having a, lev- a lover is important, excuse me, but also, you know, that person being your very best friend, you know, that person accepting you flaws and all. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you can get that person to accept you for flaws and all, you don't have to hide anything from them, and then you can just really be who you are, and then you guys really build a friendship. You know, from that, um, I think that's very important. Um, Miguel and Andreas? Um, I'll pretty much say they hit the same point that I was thinking that um, that is really not all about sex. It's a more deeper connection. And I can honestly say throughout all of this that uh, he's really like my best friend now as well. Oh, how cute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did the, the, the partner want to um, comment as well? Another misconception is that we, you know, people think we don't, our relationships don't last mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't have. It's kind of weird. They think our relationships don't last, and they also think that because we're two males, we shouldn't have any problems in our relationship, which is crazy. You know, we're just like any other relationship. We're going to have our problems, and right. we do last. Yes, yes, um, gay relationships do last. Um, I know of a couple, I think they've been together 20 years in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I won't say their names, um, but uh, they, they are, they are, they've been together, I, I know, since he was 18, 17, 18, lives in Atlanta, Georgia, and they've been going strong, you know, so we can last. Um, it's just a matter of just putting in the work. Now, um, to the other couples that didn't have the opportunity to respond, did anyone want to chime in on something that wasn't said in regards to the biggest misconception? Um, yes, and actually this came from, this is Adrian, by the way. This okay. came from my own mother. She, um, we were thinking about getting, you know, married, and mm-hmm. um, she said, why is it that you, that you think that females should get married? And she said, Y'all are, she was like, y'all are basically just partners. So a lot of people think that 
just because it's a gay monogamous relationship, they think that we're not entitled to have plan a future together. She just thinks that it's just all about, or not she, but people just think it's all about, like they said, fucking and meeting up and, you know, all this sex going on. It's really not even like that. Everybody needs somebody to love and be and to be with for the rest of their life. I'm with you on that. I mean, it's more than meets the eye. Um, so I, I do honestly think that that could be the biggest misconception is that, you know, with the whole sex thing that we're all sex crazed. Of course, you know, there's things out there that, you know, put us in a negative light or put us in the light of, okay, we're just all about sex. We like to go to bathhouses and sex parties and things of that nature into each its own. Um, but there are couples out there, and just like there's, you know, heterosexual couples that are out there doing the same thing. At the same token, there are gay couples that, you know, there are gay people out there that actually want to settle down and be in relationships, be able to build a home together, or, you know, uh, find, do, find, you know, work on finances, get kids, get married, all that kind of stuff. But we'll talk about the marriage um, right now, actually. Um, same-sex marriage. Um, what are your sincere thoughts on gay marriages, and do you guys have any plans on getting married in the future? Now, I'm going to start that with Wesley and Jermaine and then go to Miguel and Andreas. And the other guys, if you want to chime in, most definitely, because we do want to hear that. So, again, what are your sincere thoughts on gay marriages, um, and do you guys have any plans on getting married in the future? Hi, this is Wesley. Um, my sincere thoughts on gay marriage, um, I was raised in a very, very, very religious home. So mm-hmm. it's kind of complicated the way I think of gay marriage. I'm not exactly for it as far as my religious beliefs go, go, but, however, I do want to be married since I care about my partner, and I do feel like we need to be entitled not just to that emotional connection, but as well as that being bound by law and, you know, our properties being shared, that if we were ever to split up, you know, things are divided equally. And I just feel like it's more than just an emotional thing. You know, you have rights to other things, and that comes along with marriage in our society also. Okay. And Thank yes, you. we do have plans getting married. Uh, we were just talking about that the other day. <laughs> oh, okay, but no proposal yet, right? Nobody's proposed yet. Uh, actually, I, I proposed. I did. Oh, and did he say we, yes to the dress? <laughs> I, <laughs> after we were together for about a year, um, I gave him a ring, and I asked him to marry me, and he said yes. Okay, <laughs> so now it's just, you know, basically whenever whenever the time is right. Yeah, we're just waiting to plan the wedding and, you know, find where we want to do it and everything. Okay, good. Well, um, congratulations and good luck. Um, Jermaine, did you have anything you wanted to chime in on before we go to uh, Miguel Andre? No, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> okay, he said he pretty much summed it up. Okay, um, Miguel and Andre? Um, yeah, I personally believe that, um, that we as gay couples should be allowed to get married um, like you said, it comes with a lot of rights that you don't have when you're just partners with each other when it comes to hospital, property, or anything like that. But the good thing with us, both our families are accepting and everything. So even if we're never allowed to get, you know, married in our state, you know, um, we have families that will respect our wishes. So that's good. Um but, yeah, I definitely believe in gay marriage. I don't think we 
if it doesn't have to be in a church, um, since it is, you know, that whole religious issue, um, maybe not being done in a church, but I do believe that, you know, we should be able to have rights and get married. Um, and hopefully one day, once we save up the money, because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go in too much debt for a wedding, but... Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, once we save up and everything, um, that's definitely going to be on the plate for us. Okay, well, good. So then, now, did um, the other couples, did you guys want to chime in? <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree that, uh, you know, I definitely agree with we uh, definitely want to get married, and we definitely plan on it. Ricardo proposed to me years ago at Black Universe, actually. Mm. He was on one knee. Always at a pageant. Always at a pageant. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, our, our lives revolve around pageants, I guess. But, you know, I know. Yeah, so mm. we definitely plan on it. I live a very spiritual in mm. my life, but I'm not religious at all. So I don't, like, religion does not guide what I do in my life. I know my God loves me and loves us together, actually. So. Love that. Love that. And that was Matthew, right? Yeah. Okay, Ricardo, do you want to chime in, or what's he be? Sum it up, pretty much. Yeah, he summed it up. And oh, okay. Yeah, sooner or later, though we've been engaged for, like, uh, five years now, <laughs> but, um, you know, one day we'll have a ceremony and, you know, make it official. Oh, and you all are invited, by the way. Oh, great. So can I, ho- can I host the reception? Yes, you can. Oh, great, great. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, and the other couple, did you guys want to um, say anything at all? Uh, yeah, I'll chime in on that. Um, and who who, who, who are you? <laughs> Adrian. Okay, thank you, Adrian. Go ahead. You're welcome. Um, of course, uh, you know, we totally support gay marriage. Um, we're actually engaged now. Mm-hmm. I proposed to him last year, October 8th, on his birthday. Um, I threw a big party for him and then I proposed to him. Of course, he said yes. <laughs> um, but right now we're just still, you know, waiting until the time is right and uh, waiting to have a pretty big wedding. Big wedding <coughs> and big money. So That's right. That's right. Now, if you have to have it out there in Bahamas or somewhere, I'm not probably not going to be able to go, but... You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just let me know. Just let me know. No, but I will I will say this, and I thank you guys for sharing that. Um, and and congrats and good luck to um the weddings in the future. Um, and I hope that I'm able to be a part um of them. But uh, I will say for me, um, I always tell people, you know, 2005, 2000. If you asked me, did I want to um, marry? It was like, oh no, I would never marry a man. Da da da. I would never. Um, and then my friends was like, well, what if I get married? Are you gonna come? I said, no, I'll come to the reception. But I'm not going to come to the to the actual ceremony. Of course, I was naive. You know, I was naive during that time. Um, I didn't really pretty much understand all of it and what it necessarily meant. But as time went on, and also I will try, I will also say that um, it came a, a lot of my reservations for getting married um, to a, a, another man was because of the belief in my family and and this and the other, and I didn't want to. You know, I'm, I'm, I know I wouldn't be shunned away, but I didn't want to. Um, "Quote unquote," cause some type of embarrassment to the family, you know. Oh, you know, you know, my family got married to a man. You know, it's a very small community where I'm from in South Carolina, and uh, you know, people talk stuff like that. But as I got older um, and a little wiser, if I can say that, um, I started to understand that. Okay, I'm not going to ever marry a woman. I don't think. 
you know, I had my attraction to women years, years, years ago, I mean, in, in, in high school, you know, but when I became uh, an adult, you know, I really explored, you know, being with a man, and I said to myself, you know what, I, if I'm going to settle, if I'm going to settle down with anyone, it's going to be a man. And I do believe that, and I would tell people, you don't necessarily have to have the wedding, the grandocious wedding on the beach or in the church or on someone's lawn or any of that. You don't necessarily have to do that. And I think a lot of people in the heterosexual community think that, oh, we got to have a wedding, like, you know, the, the straight couples or the heterosexual couples, and we can do that. You know, walking down the aisle, one's in white, one's in black, all of that, and that's good. I, I don't knock anyone that does that because I'm probably going to do the same. But, you know, to those of you that are contemplating and thinking about it, you know, you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, you can go to a, um, you know, just with the peace or, or whatever and, and get, you know, get the documents, get married, whatever, and then have a reception. If you, you know, especially when it comes down to those uh, religious beliefs and family beliefs and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I am now pro, you know, same-sex marriage. Um, I hope to get married um, in 2016 <laughs> or 2017, one of those. You know, you know, I put it out there in the universe so that it will happen. But, again, thank you guys so very much. Um, I'm going to go next to uh, Wesley and Jermaine and then Miguel, Andreas, and if the other two want to um, chime in, most definitely do that, okay? Um, how important is communication? Do you talk out every little thing? Again, how important is communication in your relationship? And do you guys talk out every little thing? So Wesley and Jermaine, Miguel and Andreas, and the other um, fellas, if you want to chime in, most definitely do that. This is Jermaine. Okay. Um, communication is a big thing in our relationship. You know, it's, it's not easy talking, but we try our best to get everything out without yelling, cursing, you know. It gets hard. It gets mm-hmm. hard. Well, what, what, what do you feel is the, is the hard part? <laughs> so... <laughs> you know, we try. Communication is, I feel like, the big thing in the relationship. I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, he has um, said he thinks communication is the biggest thing. Oh, okay. Most definitely. Biggest thing. Um, this is Wesley. Uh, communication is very important. And like he said, it's really, really hard for me and him to communicate because we're complete opposites. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Gemini, and he's a Capricorn. Okay. And um, I'm very extroverted, really social, really outgoing, and he's more introverted, very, very quiet, doesn't really too much like to share his feelings. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the times I ask him a lot, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong, and let's talk about it. And he doesn't really want to talk about it just because that's how he is. But So it makes communication difficult sometimes. But, you know, sometimes when you're persistent in things, it starts mm-hmm. to work about. It still works it out. It works itself out. You know, it's one of the things, one of the things that we're working on in our relationship constantly just because those are things that are founded inside, inside of us as people. So it's hard to change. Okay. Yeah. And uh, who was doing that, Miguel or Andreas? Yeah, this is Miguel. Okay. All right. Did anyone else want to chime in? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah, I just think yeah, um, yeah, communication is pretty much 
um, you know, very important in the relationship. Um, we pretty much, you know, talk about everything. Like I said, he's like my best friend, so we can just clown, we can trip. Um, when it comes to, we rarely argue. That's a good thing that with him, um, <laughs> that we really get along pretty good. And then if we do have where we miscommunicate with each other, we pretty much learn how each other is. He gets very quiet. I'm non-confrontational, so I'm quiet too. So we pretty much know when we if we've hurt each other's feelings or if something's on our mind because both of us will get quiet when we're pretty much most of the time talking. Mm-hmm. So pretty much we've learned that um, pretty much if one of us is upset, we let them cool off because we always kind of keep it inside if we do get upset. Mm-hmm. then we'll just talk about it like a couple of hours later, but we don't sit there and like let anything dwell or anything. We go ahead and confront whenever we do have an issue and get it on out the way and keep it moving. Okay. So what do you guys think about this, um, this theory? This is my theory, okay? This is Micah's theory. This is what I go by in any relationship, and I haven't been in many, um, but any relationship that I've ever been in, dating anyone, you know, this is what I go by. Um, I don't uh, necessarily I, – I don't like to argue. I never like to argue. Um, now, I can argue with a, with a person on the street any day, you know, but um, <laughs> when, it comes down to my, when it comes down to the person that I'm dating, the person that I'm with, I don't like to argue. And of course, we're going to have differences, but I think that those things can be worked out respectfully, you know, um, in, in a certain order. Um, so what do you guys think about as far as my theory? I believe that, for me, I do not like going to sleep with stuff on my head. I don't like going to work with things on my head. I don't like to worry about something that's on the outside. So when it comes down to relationships, I'm very big on, okay, we get an argument at 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever the case may be. Before I lay my head down, we, we're going to have to come to some type of agreement, agree to disagree or whatever the case may be, and then we're going to be hugging and cuddling and all smooching, whatever. You know, that's just my thing because, you know, we only have one life. We can be gone at any second, you know, and, and we see that every day. People are here today, gone tomorrow. So I, don't, I never want to wake up and have that stuff on my head. I don't want to wake up and go to work and have that stuff on my head. So what, I'm saying, you know, talking to everyone, what do, you guys, um, what do you guys feel about that, or is that something that you guys practice or that you're trying to practice or what? Well, this is Marcus. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Adrian, we have a thing where if something is bothering us, I'm more the person I will hold it in for a while, like two mm-hmm. to three days, and then mm-hmm. I blow up. I don't sit there. I don't want to talk about it when it happens. I don't want to try to work it out or nothing like that. When I'm in mm-hmm. my feelings, I'm in my feelings. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian, he wants to confront it. He wants to confront it, and we don't have that kind of relationship where um, we'll come to a re- resolution that, that same moment. No, we will argue it out. We will yell it out because we're both two strong-headed individuals. Okay. One, we both think we're right. And we will try to force each other <laughs> to agree with what we're saying. Um, he's just more of the kind of person that he wants to be right. That's that's it, and that's where we run into our problems. That um, you know, he wants to be. He's more of the provider in our household, so I think he takes that as more of he has the right to be right, and it's mm. not. So. Mm. 
constantly, not constantly. I think we've gotten better over the years. Okay. Yeah. But in the beginning, we were constantly clashing. Like, you know, no, you're not going out tonight. Um, you know, who is this you're talking to? Who is that friend right there? I never met him. You know, and then I'll hold it in, and then all of a sudden, like, we're in Walmart, and I'll just blow up inside the, the aisle. Oh, wow. But we're still, it's like a, it's a work in progress, you know, even though we've been together for five years, nothing, you know, there is no time limit on how you outgrow something or when you outgrow it. it it'll just happen when it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, was that, that was that Marcus or Puerto Rican or Psycho? <laughs> this is Marcus. Okay, so Adrian, I need you to comment. Yeah, I just said um, keeping uh, Puerto Ricans are psychopaths. But um, anyways, um, I mean, like like he said, I like to confront the situation right then and there. I don't like mm-hmm. to hold stuff in because once you hold it in, you just kind of forget about it, and then later on it just keeps building up, building up, building up. I like to confront it right then and there. Let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do, come to a resolution. Um, now, granted, I do um, like to get hostile or I'll try to, you know, argue down or yell, but um, at the end of the day, he's usually the one that's right, and he ends up telling me what we need to do to work on it. So, in that part, I think it's just a team effort also. Most definitely, Adrian. You know, you can't have your way all the time, okay? Okay? Exactly. I see that. And that's that's from Adrian to another Adrian. I, and I hope maybe the, the the listeners got it, but that's the Adrian to another Adrian. Um, I'm going to move on because I, I, I want Matthew and Ricardo to, to uh, speak on this. And um, if you guys want to uh, chime in, you can. Um, is it possible to be 100% honest all the time and not hurt the other person's feelings? And I want you to please bring your response. Is it possible to be 100% honest all the time and not hurt the other person's feelings? Uh, uh, that's an easy one. That would be absolutely no. I mean, you can't be 100% honest all the time in life at all if you plan on making it ahead, mm-hmm. and that's just my personal feeling. Whether it's work or with family, with your lover, like anything you, you do, though you know, though you don't want to, you have to be as real as possible, but you definitely can't. Say you can be honest without saying exactly what's on your mind. You just have to know how to go about getting to the desired effect. You know. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I, I would assume that was Matthew speaking. I'm trying to get get used to y'all voices. <laughs> um, Ricardo, was that, was that Matthew though? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. Uh, Ricardo, did you want to chime in? Yes, I completely agree. I, I feel like, and and that's one of the reasons why I think we've made it because we have an understanding for certain for certain topics in our relationship. Like like as far as honesty, like sometimes a part of honesty is like just kind of having a, a blind trust, and you don't necessarily have to like appear to be one hundred percent honest all the time because it's like after a while it, it kind of feels like it's just fake. Like you know. You don't really seem like a real person. So I know, like, me and Matthew, we identify that we're both, like, just real people mm-hmm. in a real relationship trying to make you. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to um, respond? I mean, is it possible to be 100% all the time and not hurt the other person's feelings? 
No, it is not possible. No, you can't. People, it's just, not. <laughs> no. people are naturally sensitive. So if you, even if you're trying to be honest, you're still going to hurt somebody. I mean, I, mm-hmm. pick your battles wisely. I'm not, I, you know, something that's very major or something, you know, I'm, you're not going to lie about, but it's something to bear your feeling or something, especially in a relationship. Yeah, you, you, you have to. You have to. A white lie is sometimes the route to go. Ooh, I can't wait to my oh, to, 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 oh, I can't wait oh, to the oh, oh, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Who wants to chime in about the white lie? Mm-hmm. Does somebody want to chime in about the white lie? They, they agree? Disagree? Oh, I, oh. Oh. I don't have nothing to say on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are y'all serious? No, nobody, nobody, nobody's told a white lie to your lover? Nobody has? I can't I mean, be the only one. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say I told a white lie. <laughs> oh, so you so you told a white lie, basically. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be something that's that's like threatening your relationship. I mean right. like let's say if I'm you are on your way home and you stop somewhere to get something, you just, you just didn't want to let them know like where exactly you stop because it may get you in trouble. Then mm. yeah, like if I was why, but, but why would it get you in trouble? Well, if I was on my way home and I decided to go out and buy something that I know, you know, we really oh. didn't have the money for, we mm. had to stop something else. Of course, I'm not gonna tell them like, oh, I stopped and got this. I'm gonna try to bring it in the house and act like, you know, nothing happened. Right. I mean, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't think that that was a lie if you don't say anything about it. <laughs> well, not that you where you been. Or, so now, so now we keep the secrets around here. <laughs> oh, well, <no. laughs> no, I'm glad you, that you guys um, said that because um, you'll hear me say a, a little, you know, a little something toward the end of the. Uh, after the callers and they call in and, you know, they, they said their piece and questions and comments and all of that. You know, I have some five five little secrets, Micah's five little secrets to a successful relationship. Um, so um, a lot of what you said is, is actually in that. But we'll, um, I, I want to say this. I want to um, throw this in here and then anybody can respond. Um, letting your friends in your business. That's something that just came to mind. Letting your friends in your business. I think that for me, my friends don't need to know my business. They don't need to know my business with my lover, who I'm dating. Just know that I'm dating and I'm happy, okay? I do believe that it's okay, you know, to have a confidant, that person be your best friend, or someone that's going to be able to look at the situation from all, you know, sides and perspectives and things of that nature, but not necessarily judge or pick sides. But what are you guys' thoughts on just letting your friends in your business? Um, have any of you ever, you know, Went to a friend with with issues, or who do you go to your issues with? You go to your lover first, or you go to the friend? I mean, like what? So you know, that's a lot. But anybody can answer. Well, I can say you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, you can go. Oh, who me? Um, me personally. <laughs> you can go. You can go. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I absolutely don't discuss things with my friends just because when me and my man are having an issue or anything i I just don't want people in my business i don't I don't need them in my business to to work through it and then the thing with 
some friends, you tell them things, and then they tell someone else and someone else and someone else. So that will put your business out in the community, and then you'll have people, you know, saying things about your relationship, and then you'll have to pop a bitch, which, you know, I'm I'm trying not to do. So, no. Mm. Okay. Anyone else? Um, This is Leslie. Uh, I agree to a certain extent, but, however, I feel like, all relationships, whether if it's a relationship or a friendship, there should be a trust degree. And I've, I have a best friend that um, I can talk to about anything, and I feel it's safe between just us two because we act the same way with each other and tr- have that same trust. And I feel like every once in a while sometimes you have an issue that you might have talked about with your partner or lover and it just it's still eating you up inside and you mm-hmm. don't want to keep beating that issue with your partner or lover and you need someone else to talk to and right. it doesn't necessarily have to go talk to them to solve the issue but really just to talk about it just to, vent, to get it off your chest without pissing off your partner <laughs> you know Gotcha. No, I just feel, I'm saying. I feel like that's how you know. Like sometimes that's how it how it works. Oh, okay. Um, another thing, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll move on. Um, what I don't like to see, and what I see a lot of the times, is that I'm sure that you guys may have been out there and have seen it on Facebook, or you guys are on Facebook, from my understanding. And uh, you may know that there are two people that are together, right? And then you may see a status from, uh, you know, status that they put up, and you're like, oh, my God, this is that about such-and-such-and-such. And then, you know, me, especially when it's my friend, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to go to my friend like, hey, let me, I'm going to snapshot their thing. I'm going to be a mess. But, I'm, hey, what, what is this about? Like, cause, and I, I just think that that's just not the place to discuss or to comment or to whatever about your relationship with your significant other, no matter if it's gay or straight. I just think that, you know, that just puts too many people into your business. And if, you know, one person knows, you know, you, they may not know both of you guys, and they see the status and like, oh, child, they at it again, they're arguing again, and this and the other. And that even goes with friendships, too. I think that some things just need to be handled in the home and need to be just taken care of in the home. Your friends don't need to be a part of it. It's just certain things that your your people, your crew, your circle just do not need to be a part of. And I, I that's something I'm just sick and tired of seeing when it comes down to, you know, people that I know or people, you know, I mean, I know them personally, but I know they have them together. And I'm just like, you know, they're squabbling again or they, you know. So I just think that is, I haven't seen any of this from you guys, but I would definitely say I've seen it, um, especially over the past year. So um, I'll move on to this, though. Um, and Kenya Black Dupree said, you guys need to turn it up. Okay, she said, y'all need to turn it up. All right. Um, she's just playing with y'all, but, you know, she did say turn it up. I, I do want everyone to answer um, this question. Uh, have any of you went through a break in your relationship? If so, what did you have to accomplish as an individual and a couple to get back to the relationship that we see today? So, again, have any of you ever went through a break, quote, unquote, in your relationship? And if so, what did you have to accomplish as an individual and as a couple to get back to the relationship that we see today? And I'm, I'm just going to put it this way so we don't have everybody to at once. I'm going to start with, um, I'm going I'm to ask that to Miguel and Andreas first. We haven't, we haven't broke up or anything. Okay, so you, ha- you haven't, you know, how to 
the people on TV say, oh, we just had a little break in our relationship, so you guys haven't had any of that, right? Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, okay, good. Checkmate. Now, Marcus and Adrian. Yeah, no. No. He ain't, we don't need to take no break. If we got to take a break, that means I don't need to be with your ass. Like, All right. <laughs> and was that Marcus? No. Yes. Uh huh. I know. Uh, we don't do breaks. We don't do uh, hold offs. We don't do sleep in separate rooms. None of that. None of that shit right there. If you need, if you need a moment to be by yourself, you can go downstairs in the bathroom. But if you okay. can wait a couple of days to find out what you need to do, then you need to stay where you for a couple of days. Now I'm getting a little feedback on the phone. Somebody too close to the TV, too close to the microwave oven, or something. All right. So I don't hear it anymore. Okay, so well, um, actually, go ahead. Actually, this is Adrian. Uh-huh. Me and Marcus got into it one bad time. We got into it, we got into it bad one time, and mm-hmm. um, he 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 went and slept over his friend's house. But it was going for like six hours, and then okay. he came back. was good. And then came back. I, I, I called him, I could say, at least 46 to 80 times that night. Ooh, exactly. You called home. Betsy. Exactly. I didn't want to hear you cry. <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all need to stop. Um, okay. <laughs> um, now, okay, we got Marcus and Adrian. Now I'm going to go to um, Matthew and Ricardo. Oh, no. We haven't had a, we haven't had a break. Okay. Great. No breaks. Checkmate. Wesley no. and Jermaine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is it Wesley? This is Wesley. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Um, just nobody else decided to say they had one. I mean, I believe it, but uh, we went through a really, really, really bad fight one time, and um, no hands. It wasn't a physical fight, but it was a very, very turned up altercation, and he told me he didn't need me, didn't need anything from me. Or nothing. I said, okay, fuck you. <laughs> I took all my shit out the house and went and left. <laughs> hmm. um, because I just felt disrespected. And, of course, neither one of us wanted, didn't want to not be together. It was hmm. just a really bad altercation. And I actually stayed out the house for two or three days, actually, at my best friend's house. Okay. And um, it was just a really nasty fight that we just had to solve again with communication. Okay. Well, um, I've never had a break, but I I just believe that um, you have to exhaust things at all costs. You know, um, any person any person that I've ever dated, if you guys are out there, you know, guys, you know, now I'm saying dated like I'm just getting to know them, this and the other. And anybody that you know, my my. Somebody may be listening, but um, I'm a person where I exhaust things at all costs, 100%. You know, I have to, you know, I have to keep going until I just know that there's no more money in the bank. You know, um, the well is dry. You know, there's nothing more that I can do or say to salvage the relationship. At that point, I think that you just need to, um, you know, just let go and let God, you know, just just let it go or whatever. But the breaks I never really understood because, as adults, I think that you guys, um, and I'm saying when I say you guys, I'm saying in general, that you guys should just be able to sit down as adults and hash out. It's okay if you need to be gone for six hours or maybe 24 hours or whatever to get yourself together, you know, but breaks like two and three months, a week, 
uh, whatever, that can lead to other things um, that may happen, you know, or whatever. And we don't want to happen, of course, but, you know, that can lead to that. But um, thank you so very much. So it was yes. Oh, well, uh, no break, no break, no break. And, yes, we had a little break. Okay. So um, everybody can answer this next one. Did I, did I want everybody to answer this? I guess. Um, yeah, I do, I do. If you had to change, and this comes from one of the viewers or listeners, if you had to change one trait, and let's keep it 100, about your mate, what would that trait be and why? If you had to change one trait about your mate, what would that be and why? And I'm going to start with Marcus and Adrian. I want Marcus to speak first, if he has anything, and then Adrian, and then I'll call everybody else out. Oh, of course I do. Okay. What? How many? Go. How many can I list? You can list two. Okay, two. I would say the two the traits that I <laughs> change. Hmm. His money habits and um. His. Now you said. Now you said you had a list of them, and you said what? His friends. Okay. His friends. That's what. I, that's the two. His traits. He's too friendly. He's to me. He's too friendly with people. Mm. And that I don't like. His mm. money habit. He spends. He spends it too much. I'm mm. more of a saver. He spends it. He thinks you know we'll just get it again. You know that's why he works. He can just he can make money. That's why. That I can sort of deal with. But his friends. He makes friends too easily. Everybody wants to be his friend, or he knows too many people, and I don't like that. And then on top of that, you don't really know what those friends, if they have any exactly. you know. Exactly, because I will hurt. Oh, we know. You're hostile on this phone. Okay. Today. I, I, I know. I get it. Um, Adrian, <laughs> do you have a trait or two for Marcus? Um, I guess I created this. This monster, mm. um, he's he's the keeping up with the Joneses type person. Oh <laughs> my god, he's the keeping up with the Joneses type person. Um, he, I bought him a Mercedes Benz, and now he wants uh, the newest one. Is you know it came out. Um, so it's it's something that I've embedded in him, I guess myself, but I can do nothing but deal with it. Mm. Uh, but that's that's really it. It's um, I like everything about him except I just wish you know he could just kind of chill off with the. I shut I shut up now. Okay. Well, and, and 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 those are and those are things um, I do believe that you guys can work on. So since you know now, I'm sure you already knew, but since you really, really know and the world knows, you can actually work on those. So Matthew and Ricardo, we're going to go to you guys. And I will say, Adrian, um, he's all, uh, Marcus is always in the mall. When I used to live in Atlanta, he was always in the mall. I always saw him there. You know, I was like, what's going on? But I'm always in the mall, too. Uh, Matthew and Ricardo, um, if you had to change one trait about your mate, what would that trait be and why? Matthew, I'm going to start with you and then Ricardo. Oh, that's a hard one. Probably just uh, when we when we are having an issue, like I like I like to talk, 
you know, mm-hmm. like being in the moment, and he is very the type to, you know, not want to talk about it or just let me do my talking. He he's just like listening, but I I need a lot of feedback, so I would I would just change that and make him, you know, more of a talker like me. Okay, you need some feedback. Okay, and Ricardo. Now, be honest, be uh, honest. Yeah, that's what I was like, how honest do I need to be? Um, <laughs> let me see. Well, I think one trait that really kind of stands out for me is just because I'm such a serious person. I guess I took myself a little too serious, and I feel like sometimes he doesn't take himself serious enough. And it's mm-hmm. like... Maybe a little, not like, maybe childish a little. Just, mm. you know, I just want to get a little more serious sometimes, you know. Well, right, because you know I think I'm a comedian. And, and see, yeah, and that's one of the things, <laughs> yeah, the funny guy. So, you know, that's it. That's it. Okay, so one needs a little feedback, you know, you're too quiet, and the other is, needs to be serious, a little more serious. Okay, so uh, Miguel and Andreas, you guys are next. Um, just with him, this is Miguel. He just he's like an old man sometimes. He just set in his ways. <laughs> and, <laughs> so it's like he <laughs> Um and then he stresses a lot for over no reason. I'm the type of person was it'll work itself out and he just stresses over stuff that I just be like, It's no need for you to stress like that. So he mm-hmm. takes just a lot of stuff, just too serious. Okay. And Andreas? Well, I would have to say it would be his organization and, and cleaning. Um, he's very unorganized, and it drives me crazy because I have OCD, and he's oh, always Lord. looking for something, whereas I know where everything I need is. And mm. sometimes we're trying to leave out the house, and he's trying to search for a debit card or his keys. And I'm just standing like, dude, come on. And then with the cleanliness, he he steps out of his clothes and leaves them right there where he stepped out of them. And I just want him to pick up his stuff sometimes. But other than that, you know, I love everything else about him. You love his his dirty drawers. I know that's right. Um, Wesley and Jermaine. (laughs) Um, One thing I would change about what he is his feelings because he's just like the other couple. He just leaves. He takes stuff off. He just leaves everything just all over. I just like all over. I could like just put his feelings up and like he just come and put his shoes down, his bag down from work and yeah. Okay. And that was that was Jermaine, right? Yeah. Okay. And Wesley, anything? No. Here we go. <laughs> Break it down. When I put my stuff down, I put it in a certain spot where I'm going to leave it, and his OCD ass comes behind me and moves my keys to a different location. Mm. Hey, man. I, I always leave my damn keys. I always leave my certain <laughs> items. He goes and puts it in a different place, and when I ask for it, he don't know where the damn keys or the damn hat is. 
If he wants to move something, remember where you put it so I can grab it when I ask you where it's at. <laughs> well, there you have it. So we got money, friends, keeping up with the Joneses. Somebody, somebody needs a little feedback. Somebody needs to be a little serious and not so goofy all the time. Somebody's an old man. They stress too much. Somebody, you know, is just the organization, the OCD. Um, and, I, you know, the cleanliness is next to godliness. So those of you that aren't so clean, you know, you might want to start doing that, okay? It's just little things here and there. Just gradually get there. Um, now, I want to ask this. Excuse me, guys. I want to ask this, and this is going to be um, – I'm going to ask every person. I'm going to ask one person of the couple. So this is going to go to Ricardo, Jermaine, Marcus, and Andreas. The question is, does the sex ever get boring? Even if it's, like, super great right now, it has to get boring at some point. So if it does, what do you do? Again, does the sex ever get boring? Even if it's, like, super great right now, it has, it has to get boring at some point. What do you guys do if it does? And I'm going to go ahead and start with Ricardo, and we're going to go to Jermaine, then Marcus, and then Andreas. Well, this sex ever get boring. I feel like the way, and I know, like, he's always like, I'm, uh, what do you say? I'm uh, holding the hostage. Oh, yeah, holding the pussy Yeah. Well, I do that because I don't want it to be like, yeah, we have sex every day, and it's like, okay, now what we do next, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I make a week or two, you know, and, you know, my guess was, <laughs> quite busy, so, you know, like, I may go a little bit before I, like, do something with them, but, you know, I do it for us, you know, essentially, because I know, like, sex, you know, it can get kind of boring after a while, but, yeah, I don't think our sex is boring now, though, it's just, you know, it may just not happen as often. But, to, so, to kind of keep it spicy and, you know, y'all can just go right. at go at it like animals, you kind of hold off every night. Right. It's like, okay. they haven't wanted to get this, it's like, oh, it's just going to come to me whenever I want it. Right. Okay, I get it. Jermaine? Um, no, our sex not boring. You know, we always try to try new things in different places. And <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, Spontaneous sex, is that what it is? It keeps us going, you know. Okay. It's fun. And uh, Marcus? Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest. The first two years, I can say the first two years with Adrian, the sex was the sex was like really, 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 really good, and it was exciting because you know, like you're still trying to you know figure out each other's mojo, their flow, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The third year, it got kind of like, okay, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. Then you know he wanted to try other stuff, you know, jock straps, and I just felt uncomfortable with the jock strap thing. I just felt like, you know, I was some little 16-year-old white boy on a basketball field or some shit like that. But, you know, we tried it out, and I don't know how old the rest of y'all are, but I'm an, I'm older, and I can't go for hours and hours like those boys on Dog Pound USA and Coco Dorm. I, you, you just, I just can't get you know, plowed like that for three hours on time. And he's, like, you know, still young, so he can go all the time. So now we just balanced it out to where, like, I say we, like, we will have sex, like, two, three times, two times, Mm -hmm. three times out the week. 
And then mm-hmm. we'll go like a week or two without having sex, you know, because this, let's be honest, there's only so much you can do. Right. It's not like, you know, I'm going to climb on top of the fan and let you fuck me from the top of the fan, you know, mm-hmm. so doing it too much is just going to get boring. It's going to be the same thing over and over and over again. You should try that, though. Oh, no, I have a bad back, and my sleeping pills going to hit in on me mid-stroke, and I'm going to be on the floor. And he already talking about I like to keep up with Joneses, so that's just going to piss me off even more. Mm, 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 so. mm. And, okay, so, so what about Andreas? Well, we try to spread our sexual encounters out so that it doesn't get boring, mm-hmm. and we also try to, you know, keep some spice in it, not doing it in different places. Um, we're very open with what we like sexually and what we want. Um, I don't know if he wants me to say this, but, you know, I told him one time I wanted to try a white boy. And so, oh. you know, I just, oh, put, I just put it out there. You know, he always said to be honest because, you know, it's just what you're supposed to do. And he goes and finds me. Well, he wasn't a white boy, but he was a, a light-skinned boy. And we did them together. And oh. Yeah, I think my, I think my raw and uncut guys um, that have been on the show, the, the other two episodes, I think they would love that. Because since you said that, that leads to this. And it comes actually from one of the guys that was on the raw, uh, raw and uncut episode three and um, whatever the other uh, episode was. I can't think of it off, off the top of my head. But it's Stephen Dwayne from Houston, Texas. He says, um, everyone says when, excuse me, hold on. Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say his question just yet. I want to say my question. Okay, I actually um, spoke spoke about this topic, you know, during the first Raw and Uncut episode, episode three, uh, to be exact, surrounding open relationships. And I've noticed over the years, couples that I've come in contact with have have tried opening up their relationship once or twice. Okay, and um, Andreas, you did kind of speak on this, so um, that leads to this. What's your stance? on gay couples having open relationships or just inviting someone into the bedroom? Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Your raw emotions, your thoughts, I mean, just lay it out there on the line. You know, what are your thoughts about incorporating someone else into your bedroom to kind of spice up the, you know, every once in a while, spicing it up? Yeah, that has to be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I feel like open relationships basically y'all are just friends. Mm. Because Thank you, you. you you just friends, okay. but if you haven't sexual like uh, liaisons with anybody that you want to, then I don't feel like y'all really in a relationship. Y'all just have a friendship that includes sex, and mm. so uh, we would never do that. I think me and Rick both are a little bit too jealous and protective because I could never see him kissing on somebody else or doing anything with anybody else. I mean, I would not be okay with that. Okay. Anyone else want to chime in on that? Has I think it's kind of different. Oh, go ahead. I think it's kind of different a lot of times. Like, cause to me, like, an open relationship is each party with the other one at work or whatever. They out. They can go sleep with whoever. And then at the end of the day, y'all back together. But, like, with us, it's, like, it's, like, every, like, maybe five four months, 
we let a third person come in. I think that's kind of different than an open relationship, whereas, you know, you just constantly out there doing your own thing, whereas with us, it's like, um, you know, to keep the spice up. It isn't that you want to be single. You It ain't really that you trying to get emotionally attached to anyone else that I think can come with open relationships. But I think like with us, the third person, when we do do it, it's just like having a sex toy in the bedroom. It's just a person. After you get the nuts, send them on their way. We go on about our day. So. Okay. So do you guys, okay. and it was, this is something that we, and I'll, whoever wants to chime in, I'll let them chime in just a second. But I, I do have this question because it was something that we talked about. Um, who decides or how do you guys go out and try to look for this person? Like how is that done? The we. We only do it when we're out of town, so it is never, like, in our city or anything like that. It's just, like, we out of town, we at the club, pretty much. Uh, okay. So did anybody, did anybody else want to chime in on what um, we're talking about? Um, me and Jermaine actually had tried it, and... We still talk about it. We had we had brought a third person not into our relationship, but we had brought them into the bedroom, and he was actually a good friend of both of ours that we both liked. So mm. we decided to give it a try, and it was fun. Mm. We haven't really done it since then, but we have talked about doing it again. But um, I think it's it's just something that you have to talk about and lay down rules with your partner and that other person, you know, like, you have to make sure they know that after this is over, me and my partner are still going to be together, but you are still just the boy that came in and helped us get a nut. Mm. Okay. I just, I mean, I, no judge, I, I'm I'm not judging nobody, you know. What's your, is this Marcus talking? Yeah, this is Marcus. Go ahead, Marcus. Okay, um, like I said, no judging. But at, if you don't, to me, inviting somebody to your bed, isn't that sort of like inviting somebody into your relationship? Because the bed is the most sacred part in the relationship. That's where y'all do, well, I know as far as me, Aiden, we do most of our talking over, you know, deep shit that's going on with us. I mean, myself, I just couldn't do it because it may be sex, but after that person leaves the bed, how do I know that when you fucking me, you're not thinking about that person you just said we was fucking the other week? Like, Never, has, has, anybody, has anyone ever gotten attached? Yeah, attached. Mm-hmm. Has not nobody seen Menage Trois? No, not I really. Guess that's, I so guess we, we, that's we have we have that we have that 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 connection. Like you know, the dude not coming here and fuck us. He not sticking his dick in us. You know, we'll be doing all you know we doing all the fucking and all the. You know, so we like flipping him. You know, he's not doing nothing. You know, he's not fucking me and he's not fucking him. You know, we fucking him and doing him. Yeah, I think a lot of times. Huh? I think a lot of times that to do with. There's, um, I feel like, um, I understand where, um, it was Marcus, right? Um, where the the bedroom thing, I understand your point of view, but at the same time, the way we operate is that, I, you know, like our relationship is not based on sex. 
and, you know, I'm not saying anybody else's is, but our relationship is not based on sex. It's just something that we do be, and it's a deeper connection, a different connection, but our sex is based off of our friendship. This is my best friend that I am partnered to that is my lover, and we have a different connection. And when we have a third person in here, or if we ever have a third person again or whatever, that is strictly sexual, strictly, which our relationship is not strictly sexually, so it's a totally different thing for us. Right. I definitely agree with that as well. Just a comment. This is Adrian, uh, Marcus' fiance. Um, Just a kind of comment. I mean, to be honest, this crossed my mind before. I've Mm -hmm. asked Marcus before, and, of course, it was a hell no. Mm-hmm. But as time progressed, you know, one of my best friends, he's in a relationship, a uh, great relationship, I I think, looking on the outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, but just recently, uh, he's been finding emails from past people who they've, you know, invited into the bedroom, and that his dude is conversing with some of these people and keep it in contact with. So that's the only thing that scares me is that if I invite this person in, maybe this person won't let go. Maybe this person can't take it that, you know, okay, damn, you know, he fucked me pretty good. I want some more. And they're going to keep trying to get in contact with you. They're going to keep wanting to meet up with you. And that's always been a fear of mine. And I wouldn't. Put my, I wouldn't want to put my me or my fiance in a in a in, in a tiffy like that or an issue. Okay, so let, so let me say this: <clears throat> um, if you have to bring someone else into your bed, and, and me and people may be thinking this, if you have to bring someone into your bed, um, doesn't that just mean that you're just not satisfied with the sex um, between the two of you? You don't I have think to bring it by choice. You don't have to bring in. Okay. It's a it's a choice to bring someone in. Okay. Why is it a choice? I, oh, okay. No, like what? it's a if we don't have like he said he worded the question if you have to bring somebody in, doesn't that mean you're not satisfied? No, we don't have to bring anybody in because we are satisfied with each other. It's just something that we want to be adventurous with, so it is a choice between the two of us to bring somebody in. It's not something because we aren't satisfied with each other. Hmm. You know, it's about having open communications, too. Like, if you're in a relationship for a while, you know, a lot of people have their own fantasies or whatever, and a lot of times I feel like if your partner ain't kind of, like, on the same freakiness level that you are on, that you might be scared to say what you really want to do, what's really on your mind, and that's why a lot of times people go out and cheat when they're in a relationship because they can't have that open communication with their partner, uh, what they really like sexually. Exactly. Um, you have to be 100% honest whether it hurts their feelings or not. And I think that, that you guys, um, when I say you guys, I'm not saying you per se, but I'm just saying in general. I think that, um, as I was saying to someone, I don't know if I remember who it was, but I just said that, you know, people sometimes don't want to have those conversations early on. You know, they, they, they let those things kind of, happen eventually. And I don't personally think that anything is wrong with having the conversation. You know, we say, we actually said we talked about it in the raw and uncut. Like, 
it's okay. I think it's okay if you guys just kind of sit down and, you know, had that those conversations earlier on saying, you know, I like this, this is my fetish, da 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 You know, that's when you're getting to know that person, you know, before you even say, hey, we're together. It's okay to, you know, I don't think there's going to be a deal breaker per se, but I definitely think that you should be able to, you know, vocalize and be able to say exactly what you like, what you don't like. You don't have to have a long list of things, but things that you know down the road you're going to meet head to head, especially when it comes down to um, being in a uh, in the bedroom, inviting a, a third party every now and again, once a year, once every two, you know, whatever. I think that those are conversations I'm saying to any, every, anyone that's listening. I think that those are things that should actually be talked about. It's okay, especially when we, when we go back to having um, communication, having open communication, just, you know, laying it out there, all out there on the line. I think that those are the times where you guys should kind of pinpoint, not say down the line it's two years and then you say, oh, well, you know, I think I want to, you know, maybe bring somebody in because what that then does to the person is like, oh, well, damn, you're not satisfied with what the hell I'm doing or, or what the case may be. And that could create a ruckus or an argument between the two when it doesn't necessarily have to be if you just, you know, kind of put those things out there early on. Um, but I, I, I want the, whoever brings it up, you know, be open to the fact that it just may not go your way, you know. But I think it's okay, um, very okay to, you know, kind of express those things early on. And it, it's to each its own. Everybody has their fetish. Everybody has their thing. And we're not here to judge anyone for what they do whatsoever. You know, what works for you may not work for the other person. But I want to um, do I want to – I think I'm going to go ahead and open up the lines, actually, guys. I mean, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open up the lines for the callers. Callers, if you have a question, please press 1. The number one, the number one, please press one, and then I'll, of course, open up the lines. And maybe they got a lot of questions because they can just going in. So um, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. Um, it's going to be about 45 to 50 seconds, and then we're going to go ahead and open up the line. So just hold the line for me, guys. I'm talking, guys, and nobody can hear me because I had the phone on mute. I definitely apologize. Okay, so what I said was we're now going to open up the call, um, the lines. I'm going to um, go ahead and start with uh, phone number 281, last four digits are 0566. Again, 281, last four digits of the phone number are 0566. You are now on the uh, line with uh, the talk with Mike and friend. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hi, guys. This is Kenya. How are you? Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing, Kenya? I am well. I'm calling from Chicago. I have a, um, a question for those of you who like to partake in the extracurricular activities. And by extracurricular, I mean bring it someone else in the bedroom. Um, you, the show is basically, in my perception, about guys who are in, successful in lasting relationships. You know, and from the, on the outside looking in, what message are you sending to the community by saying it's okay basically to bring someone else into your bedroom 
to help satisfy you and your partner. And to everyone who's listening, that sounds like that, no, you're not satisfied. That means that what you have at home is not good enough. And I only say that because uh, I was a third wheel for about six years. So, I mean, can someone answer that for me, please? Um, I don't think it's sending the wrong message. I think there's plenty of heterosexual couples that are married out there. Like in my city that I live in, there's a swingers club for straight couples as well. I don't think, you know, that, you know, that you're not satisfied in your relationship at all. It's just that it's just about fulfilling that sexual side that you and your partner want to talk about. It's just, to me, it's just having that open mind about if you're in it for the long run and you want to keep stuff spicy, that's just a personal choice with your relationship. Um, I don't think it means that you're unhappy at all sexually or anything. It's just about having that open communication with your partner and that's something that you all are able to enjoy with each other. Exactly. Okay. Well, just thank like you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Oh, just like I had said earlier, um, it's not something that you have to do. It's just something that you agree to do. And just like when she was asking her questions, you said extracurricular activities. Exactly what that means is it's just something extra. It's just something on the side. It's just something that you happen to do every once in a while. It's not something that is going to be a main factor in your relationship. It's something that you've talked about, something that is going to be a non, basically a non-motherfucking factor in your relationship. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Kenya Black Dupree. Thank you so very much for that question, darling. And we're going to move to area code 720. The last word is 8011. 720-8011. You are now on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hello, guys. Um, my name is Nicole. You guys can hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Um, well, I'm calling from Dallas, Texas, and I just wanted to ask a question. So um, me and my ex were together for about four years, um, and we decided to part ways so that we can work on ourselves um, because I feel like in order for a great relationship to last, you know, you have to be able to stand alone. And I feel like we were starting to sink. Um, so we decided to part our ways or whatever. And now it's been about a year, and I just wanted to see how do, how would you guys feel as though um, if one of us or well, I actually moved away for my job, and I still have feelings for him. I've always still been in love with him. Um, how would you think that would work as far as a long-distance relationship and even thinking about maybe moving back so that you guys could work on each other? Uh, well, I believe I think do it. If, it's, if it's real love, if it's true love, if you both miss each other and both want to do it, I feel like you should definitely do it. I mean, you only live once, and I mean, you're, if you don't do it, you'll always think about him forever. Mm-hmm. And I, um, this is Mike. I just think that Nicole, if you're going to go back, um, and I'm not a fan of going back, um, but that's just me. But if you, if you, because people do change, you know, I, I get that. But uh, if you do happen to to go that route, I would just say 
make sure that whatever wasn't working then, you guys have satisfied that, you have come to an agreement on that, and that never resurfaces again. Because the, the, the thing I don't want you to do with anybody, anybody that goes back is to go back into a relationship with someone. Of course, you, you grew apart, you grew up, all that kind of good stuff. So there may be some things that are different now. You know, the dynamics may be a little bit different, but I just think that make sure you cover those, you know, loopholes and all that kind of stuff first before you decide to move back in and, and, and move back across the country and all that kind of good stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so um, thank you so very much, uh, Nicole B. I appreciate that. That's one of my God kids. Yay. So now we're going to move to area code 504. Uh, last four is 3273. I almost gave the full phone number. 504 is the area code. The last four digits, 3273. You are now on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hey, everybody. It's Ferris Optimal from New Orleans, Louisiana. And, Michael, feel free to give my number out. Y'all, I do flyers and promos and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ferris. <laughs> my I love you. I love all of y'all. My question is actually for Michael. Michael, I love your show. I'm always listening to when they're catching up while I'm at dialysis and everything. But Mm -hmm. why do you have the show airing during the haves and the have-nots? Because everybody does not uh, listen to the uh, have and have-nots. I mean, they don't actually watch the have and have-nots. I watch it, but what I do is I DVR it. Um, so, you know, I'll watch it once the show is uh, over. But that's why, I mean, hey, you already, if, if you guys have paid any attention, my show can be on a Monday, it can be on a Tuesday, it's Wednesday. It just depends upon what is best for the panel that I have on the line, if that answers your question. But I honestly okay. well, give Carolyn half an <laughs> You know I'm just thinking and being messy, I know, but I, I love know. y'all. And I thank you so much for doing this. It, it, I love the avenue that you allow everybody to have their voice. Well, thank you so very much, Ferris, and you have a wonderful night, okay? All right. All right. So now we're going to move to area code. I hope you're listening out there, 770, last four digits of the phone number, 0090. Again, 770, last four digits, 0090. You are now on the line with the Talk with Mike and Friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hello? Hi. Yes, my question is for the couple. Um, okay, what's your, what's your name and where you're coming from? Kimberly Blackstar from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, and what's the question, Kimberly? My question is for the, um, the couples of when they were trying to explain the white lie, because a lot of people don't understand, you know, when you're in a relationship that you have to tell a lie, tell a fib, or, you know, sweep something under the rug. How do y'all go about doing that in a relationship? So black so couples could understand that. Okay. Um, go ahead. So you want, you're inquiring about how to tell a lie, basically, in a relationship? Well, y'all say y'all tell how, them. How y'all, you handle testing a lie? Yeah, y'all not always 100%, and y'all still have a successful relationship. See, okay. Um, I feel like the white lie... Thing isn't necessarily you can't use a white lie to cover up something that's important or major in my book in my head 
I think a white lie is kind of like for like just like um, one of the other guys in another couple had mentioned. Let's say he had went down the street and bought something that they didn't really have money for, and he hid it. It's not see that's still kind of telling a lie. It's just it's not being completely honest. It's still lying. But however, it wasn't something super major, you know. But I feel like if it's major, you should not lie about it at all. But you know, if it's something that's kind of small, you you kind of have to use it at your own discretion. Okay. Did anyone uh, else want to chime in? Yeah, this is Marcus. Um, I was the one that was speaking about the white lie and everything. Um, when I say white lie, when I mean that, I don't mean a white lie over something, you know, important, you know, about either he done cheated on me or I cheated on him or uh, I was with someone that I was not supposed to be with. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about little little minute things that re- that could cause an argument, but is the argument worth it? You know, or if he wants to go somewhere and he know I'm. He knows that I will have a problem with him hanging out with certain people. He won't necessarily tell me, and he'll lie to me about it. We all lie. Every I don't care. Every couple has lied to their uh, to their significant other, regardless of what it is. Let it be big or small. I've lied to Adrian about big shit. I've lied to him about little shit, and, so, and he has to me. It's not going to end. That's just who we are as humans. Humans lie. It's one of our things that we have. I haven't met not one person yet who's been completely truthful and honest in a relationship, and it, the, the relationship lasts off that because people don't like honesty. We want it, but we don't like it, though, because honesty will hurt a person. So mm-hmm. I choose what to tell him in order that to keep him, I, I don't know, happy, I guess. You know, like Baby Boy used to say, I lie. I lie to you because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'll tell the truth to these hoes because I don't give a damn about them. It's sort of like that. It sounds silly, but I get what he's saying. Yeah, it's just like the saying, ignorance is bliss. No, 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 no. Well, you don't know about something because of the white lie. You keep. You said you can't, You don't tell him certain things to keep him happy, and it's ignorance is bliss. Him not knowing about it, he he doesn't know about it. And he's happy because of, he's happy because you didn't tell him. No, he's not happy because I didn't tell him. Oh, I'm saying he's like a, he's happy as a result of you not telling him. The situation is a lot better than it would be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, but I don't think it's not his happiness. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I'm taking the the, the word happiness in another way, but yeah, it's more of a complacement. For the situation. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's my thing, um, Marcus. You know, when you said, you know, you told little lies, you told big lies. Um, what, and thank you so very much, Kimberly. I, I appreciate you tuning in, and thank you for the question, because um, that kind of stems to this when, when Marcus um, said what he said. What do you do to work towards not telling those, those big lies? I understand people lie. We get it. You know, but what do you do to work towards not telling those big lies again? You know, because I, I don't want to, I don't want people to say, oh, well, child, you know, everybody lies, so you know, whatever. I, I'm not gonna. That's that's not. I don't want to create an avenue to say that it's okay. So, what do you or are you working towards not necessarily telling those big lies and having that communication, that open communication, and just letting him know what what it is? Are you doing that, or are you just kind of going with the flow and whatever, whatever? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. 
when we when I tell Adrian, if I tell Adrian a lie, nine times out of ten, Adrian knows what I'm lying about already before I even have to say it. Okay. But he know if it's if it's something that you ever when somebody lies to you and he's like, you know what, it's not it's not even that serious. I'm not even gonna speak on that. Like mm-hmm. you know, let it go or whatever. Do I lie to Adrian now? I've told lies before. You know, but I've learned though like serious important things in our relationship like ha- that has to do with our household, that has mm-hmm. to do with our bills. If I'm behind on bills, I used to lie to him about that because mm-hmm. I didn't want him to think that I could not handle that. So I would okay. lie and say, oh, no, I got it, I got it, knowing in all reality I don't have it. I'm thinking. Okay. So I, had to, I learned from that that there are things that I have to let him know on. Right. Now, if he tells me, you know, Marcus, no, you're not going to the mall. No, you don't need to go to the mall. No, you can't. You can't go out of town this week. You know, to go visit your friends. Okay, but I really want to go to the mall. And Michael, you see me in the mall. When I go in the mall, I go in the mall. So yeah. if he asks me where are you at, I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm at lunch. I'm, I'm on my way to go visit a friend. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as big things that, I, yeah, I used to lie about because mm-hmm. I wanted to be the person that I could handle everything. You know, Correct. without putting on the pressure of him. So I had to learn from there that something I just can't lie about. You know, right? So Sometimes I mean, you just got, you just have to be open and honest, and just you know, you rather just go ahead and deal with it head on then rather than deal with it later. You know, because it can be exactly. even bigger, you know, or damaging later. So, yeah, I totally get it. Thank you so very much, uh, Kimberly, once again for the question. Um, I'm going to see if we can get one more. If you guys do, uh, if you do have a question, we may be able to fit. Um, to end, but I'm going to go ahead and get this particular um, person out of the way since they've been patiently waiting. Um, area code 847, the last four digits is 2019. Again, 847 is the area code, last four digits is 2019. You are now on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your questions, please. Hello, everyone. My name is Bibi, and I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois, but I'm a native of Tampa, Florida. Hello, um, Bibi. Mike- Hi, my question to the group is, everyone has deal breakers in their relationships. Now, the answer that I'm kind of expecting for you all to say is cheating. I don't want to hear that answer. What would be a deal breaker for all of you to, you know, basically say, I've been in this relationship too long, fuck it all? Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. I would have to say if Ricardo ever stole from me, I think that'd be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So stealing from you. And, and, and elaborate. What you stealing as far as what? Stealing from you money-wise? What? Like what? But like, yeah, I mean, it could actually, more so money, but I mean, it could be like, I mean, if if, if, if he planted that seed of doubt in my head that I can't trust him around, you know, in my house, around my stuff, with my money, with my things, then I feel like the relationship will start to deteriorate from that point. Okay. Anybody else want to chime in and answer BB's question? That's a hard question. It would be money. Yeah, you stole. Now, if you guys need, I can understand. it or anything of that nature. I think for me, this is Mike. I think for me, a deal breaker um, is basically I don't like. Again, I, it goes back to I don't like to argue. I don't like to fight. So if we if we if we continuously get in like 
all-out brawls, you know, where we're fighting each other and we're hitting each other and, all, you know, just getting really dangerous, that would be a deal-breaker, um, definitely for me, because um, I, didn't grow, I didn't grow up around that. I grew up with my mother and father, they argued, of course, but, you know, never necessarily hand, laying hands on each other. So um, uh-huh. I just thought that in my household. So if somebody's laying hands on me and we're laying hands on each other, you know, and, and after the first time we talk it's about it again. and it doesn't get it doesn't get better, then, yeah, that's, that's going to be a deal breaker for me. Um, this is Marcus. I don't think – I think that uh, the deal breaker for, for – that would be for me is is not cheating or, you know, that right there or not even um, – or laziness. I, it would be a lack of motivation to do anything. That's, that would that – would, Feel it for me. Um, I, then I'll, I'll be at the point that I feel like I'm being used. You know, um, you don't want to work. I can understand if you lost your job, but you're to the point to where you know you're just like, fuck it, I don't got to work. You know, you're, you're working. That right mm-hmm. there, that would be the deal breaker for me. Um, okay, yeah, pretty, that would be it. Now, did, did any, anybody else want to chime in on that before I um, take one more call? Uh, mine is drugs. Mm. Is to go out here and uh, this is an agent, by the way. The market will go out here and get hooked on, you know, a heavy drug, something that, you know, I knew, I know it would be a lot of work to put in to get him back to the way he was. I don't think I could put up with that. Um, because I see a lot, a lot of relationships where, you know, they're out at the club or they're out with each other and they either coked up or um, right. on some type of Tina or whatever they want to call it now. And <laughs> it's like, if, if I get the merry-go-round for them, I, I, I can do it. Yeah, and I, and I believe that, um, especially when you have a lover, you know, using drugs, extracurricular, and it gets to a point where it's just, you know, hard, you know, it's bad. You know, people don't realize, I always say, you know, it's going to affect the bottom line. Like I said, in corporate America, it affects the bottom line. So it affects the finances, especially if you guys have a, have share, you know, a share in a bank account of some sort or whatever. It affects the home. You know, when you're going out and you're going to get your drugs and you've got to get your whatever, you know what I'm saying, it does end up affecting the bottom line. It affects the finances of the home. It, it affects the dynamics of the relationship in the household. So, good. So, we got um, fighting was for me. You got drugs um, and then uh, lack of motivation. Um, so, what we're going to do now, and thank you so very much, BB, for that question. Um, we're going to go to one more caller, and then we're going to um, kind of wrap everything up. Uh, the, the caller uh, phone number, area code 240, last four digits 7348. Again, area code 240, last four digits of the phone number are 7348. You are on the line with the talk with Mike and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. 240. Hello. 240 yes, 240 Yes, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Could you please state your name and where you're calling from and your question, please? Hi, um, my name is Sherman. I'm calling from uh, Siouxland, Maryland. Hi, Micah. Hi, darling. Um, I have a question for, um, I guess it's for any of the couples who want to answer. Um, what is a good healthy balance, you would think, between 
the sexual aspect and the friend aspect of having a relationship and a healthy relationship with what do your you partner. Mean? What is most what important mean? in re- what is most important in a relationship in a healthy relationship oh, what, in regards to the balance okay. of how much is regarding sex and how much is allotted to having just a a good solid friend relationship. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is Marcus, um, friends with Adrian. I, that is my best friend. That is somebody who I can, we don't have to have sex. We sit and we can laugh and joke with each other and be silly, and that's that. Sex, to me, with him, is just nothing but a lovely added addition. That's it. It's just the icing on the cake. So, to me, to me, I love more being with him, and the sex is nothing but more of a an extra present to be added on to it, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so everybody, everybody else in the agreement, or somebody else wants to chime in? Nobody um, else? I mean, I agree also, but to add on to it, um, it's always good to get to know your partner or lover or someone you're interested in going into a long-term relationship with first as a friend and invest that time to make sure that there's an emotional connection. That way you don't start having the sexual connection and then that's all you're attached to. Because I feel like that's what starts to happen with people when things go wrong sometimes and they're like, all he wants is sex. Well, is that what you started with? And is that all you started with at the beginning? And is that all y'all did at the beginning? Because Mm -hmm. I know, I think most of our relationships, we took, time getting to know the person that might have been sexual occurrences, but I think all of the relationships on here, I think, also had time invested into being friends and uh, nurturing those with that friendship aspect of the relationship. And that's most definitely we, important. Yeah, because we got to know each other for, like, three months before we even consider, like, taking that step to where we actually officially became a couple. Mm-hmm. Cause I always felt like with our community, a lot of times you meet the person a week later, you're dating, and then that's why on Facebook and everything, <laughs> after one month the person has a new relationship every month or they're breaking up and with someone else with two months later is because by the time they kind of get to know the person, mm-hmm. now you're breaking up because y'all never took the chance to actually get to know each other to begin with. Right. Most definitely, those in-and-out in relationships. So thank you so very much, Sherman. Definitely appreciate it. And I'm going to take one more call um, before we wrap up. One, Just one more. And I hope that this is quick, whoever you are. 804 is the area code. Uh, 2773 is the last four digits of the phone number. 804-2773. You are on the line with the talk with Micah and friends. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hi, Micah. You know who this is. This is Derek. This is your sister. Um, hi, Marcus. This is to you. I just want to go back to something that was previously, um, a question that was previously asked in regards to the deal breakers in relationships. I know that you said, you mentioned that a deal breaker for you is would be lack of motivation. 
which I found that, and I'm sure other listeners did too, found that to be something that it's serious, but it's not quite as serious as some of the others that was named, such as, you know, the stealing, um, cheating, lying, things of that nature. Um, the, I just found that to be interesting. Could you explain that a little more in depth? Because a lack of motivation is something that could easily be fixed. People are people find a lack of motivation stems from a lot of different sources. So that's something that could be fixed, as opposed to someone being just Adrian per se, being dishonest with you, being dishonest to you, or stepping outside of you guys' relationship and you know sleeping with someone else. Or even like one of the other couples has said, you know, stealing, you know, your part, your lover is stealing from you. Why is it, so why is such an emphasis put on lack of motivation when you could actually, if your partner was not motivated, you could possibly turn that around for him? Okay, go ahead, Marcus. Okay. I know of somebody. I know of a uh, a friend of ours, and they're in a relationship, and it's they have nothing, but they have they're together, but nobody wants to do nothing at all to better themselves, and they're con they're constantly just in a circle of um, eviction, being put out, no power, no money, no gas, no nothing, no car, no food. They're constantly in a cycle of that, and. I used to be able. I used to sit there and go with it through there, you know, help them out, and they got mm-hmm. tired. And mm-hmm. it was to the point of, you know, where I started to take on their problems and make it my problem, mm-hmm. even though I was fine. But I found that their laziness and their lack of motivation to want to do anything was starting to affect me. Mm-hmm. I would become nervous to pick up the phone if I see them call because I know exactly what it is. So if I brought that into my relationship and I dealt with that right there, I would break down from that because I would never know how to handle it. Love is good. Love is fine. Sex is good. Sex is fine. But I cannot honestly be with somebody who did not want to better themselves. And as much as I would sit there and try to help my person better himself, if he don't want it, he don't want it. And that's going to bring me down. That will destroy me in the end because I'm going to be worried. I'm going to I'll make myself sick, worried about him. God bless that I don't have that kind of person where, you know, Adrian's the kind that since he was 19, he's been taking care of our household, you know, and I can't, I can't deal with that. I, I just couldn't. That, that could affect your health mentally, physically. This person just wants to sit on the bed all day, smoke weed, watch TV, but will find, the, find $5 to go to the club on Saturday. And you're still stuck at the house trying to make it for both of y'all. Amen, amen, baby. Ooh, I, I cannot, I can't, I can't. I, I'm gonna, I want to have to cut it. I'm, I apologize, <clears throat> but um, I think that, uh, I think really honestly, uh, Derek, that Marcus did answer it um because he really hit, you know, he really hit something with me because in my last relationship, you know, that was it. You know, they're motivated as ever now. You know, we talk about these things openly and honestly, but um, during that time, because of lack of motivation, I get it. I, I just could not no longer be in that funk. I could no longer care for the household when the person had so much of, you know, uh, some type of lack of motivation to get out there and do things. Um, but I definitely feel that, you know, I motivated them um, to kind of, you know, get it together once we were once we were done. But I totally get it. And um, Derek, thank you so much for the uh, the question, and thank you so very much 
um, Marcus, for the response. Thank you guys once again for always staying tuned in and tuned to the talk with Mike and friends. Now, before I go, everyone knows that I always do like a quarter of the week, right? Well, I'm going to do something a little differently here because I have been inspired by the eight gentlemen on the line, the four couples that um, definitely, you know, opened the, their doors uh, to their relationship and um, allowed you to also ask questions as well. So I thank them. I definitely thank them on tonight for that. Um, but I just want to leave you with five little secrets, five little secrets that I think will not only help you, those of you that are in relationships, um, lasting relationships, and those that are actually aspire to be in relationships. I think that these five little steps will actually help you, but they're also going to help me in the process, okay? All right, so let me give you those five little steps, and then I'll actually let you go. All right, number one, compromise. Relationships are about not only taking but also giving. If you find yourself not giving very much or feeling resentful of how much you give and how little you receive back, you may be in an unequal relationship where one side is taking more than they are giving. For instance, couples sometimes mistakenly believe that love will help them deal with any issue that comes up and that if the other person truly loved you, they would do just as you ask. But people are independent with their own unique needs and personalities, okay? Just because we, f we found someone we want to spend our lives with, it doesn't actually mean we give up our own identity in the process, okay? I hope you take heed to that one, okay, because it's very important. Communicate. Relationships live and die not by the sword but by the amount of discussion. If two people can't find a way to openly and honestly communicate their needs and feelings to one another, the relationship doesn't stand much of a chance long term. Couples must find a way to communicate regularly, openly, and directly. This doesn't mean waiting for an argument to tell your significant other how much he bothers you with his throwing his clothes on the floor instead of the hamper. It actually means telling him when you feel the need to and to do so in a manner that is respectful yet assertive. Okay? Number three, choose your battles carefully. After marriage or when two people move in together, couples tend to discover pretty much the same thing no matter who they are that they are two different people, right? And living together is harder than anyone ever told them. Love conquers a lot of things, but it is no match for living day in and day out with another human being, especially if you, if you spent, you know, years by yourself, okay? So prepare yourself for this challenge by choosing what arguments you want to turn into a full-blown battle. For instance, do you really want to start a fight over the toothpaste cap or how clean the shower is? Or would you rather reserve your energy for the discussions over finances, kids, and career paths? You know, the things that might really matter to a person. Too many couples fight and bicker over the dumbest things, especially when put into context of issues of true importance. Number four, well, yes, we're almost there. Don't hide your needs, okay? Don't hide your needs. Sometimes when we enter into a long-term relationship, we put ourselves second, behind the other person's needs and desires. I've seen people do it time and time again. We might give up working to have a child or agree to move to another city to help support our significant other's careers, things like that. And that's fine. But, if you, but you, what you need to do, you need to be realistic first with yourself about whether such things really matter to you or not. If they do, you need to find a way to communicate such needs with your partner and compromise where possible. Two people will rarely have exactly the same wants and desires out of life. That's just a fantasy. Instead, expect that sometimes your two paths will cross. Express your needs at those crucial moments, but always find a way to do so respectfully and with an open mind. Last but certainly not least, number five, don't underestimate the importance of trust and honesty. Different people have different areas of concern, but almost everyone values trust and honesty from their partner above all. Why? 
because your partner is the one person you want to be able to depend upon in the long term without question or doubt. So little things where your significant other hasn't been completely honest shouldn't be blown out of proportion because virtually everyone tells a little white lie, especially when one is dating. But focus instead on the big things. Like, I mean, if they say that they're a lawyer and then you discover that they've never even passed the bar or they say something like, yeah, I want kids, but later on insist, you know, they don't even want to have one. Those are things that need discussion. Okay. All right. So, again, five little um, five little secrets. Number one, compromise. Number two, communicate. Number three, choose your battles carefully. Number four, don't hide your needs. And number five, don't underestimate the importance of trust and honesty. Again, thank you to all the couples on tonight who um, who opened their doors and to their relationship up to everyone, um, basically. But I think that um, they've done a great justice. So again, thank you to Miguel and Andreas. Uh, Marcus and Adrian, Matthew and Ricardo, and Wesley and Jermaine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to all of you guys that continue to support the Talk with Mike and Friends. Until next time, guys, be blessed.